we're going to pick up where we left off. Uh, last week. Living faith in action. Living faith in action. Amen. If I'm not mistaken, I think we were to start at the ninth verse of chapter 1. Amen. Did everybody find their notes or whatever? So that we can just jump right into the word of God. Is that alright? Amen. So let's uh, look at James chapter 1 verses 11, 9 through 11. Uh, if you would please. Are we there? And the Bible says, let the brethren of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low, because as the flower of the grass, he shall pass away. For the sun is no longer sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withered the grass and the flower thereof falleth and the grace of the fashion of it perish. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Now, here the scripture was saying, let the brother in humble circumstance glory in his elevation as a Christian called to be rich in his faith. Amen? And the rich man, the person ought to glory in being humble by showing his human faculty because like the flower of the grass, he will pass away. So guess what? Don't make no difference who you are and what you got. You didn't come here to stay. Amen. And you know what I found now? And whatever you got, you ain't taking it with you either. Huh? Sometimes the lack of money causes trials in our lives and we search for means to obtain the need. It's because it causes us to be double-mindedness, not stable in our faith that God will provide our every need. You got to watch how you place obtaining wealth over pleasing God. You got to watch that and then you got to watch that with your walk in God. Because guess what? If you get distracted or your priority comes more 
important than you seeking God over things, then guess what? You finna error in your walk. Wealth is meaningless in the face of death. I don't care how rich you here. When you finna die, you gonna die. You gonna die the same death that a poor man died. Come on, somebody. I don't care if you're a billionaire. When it's time for you to die, you're going to die the same death that everybody else died. They can get you uh, six white horses and four black ones, and they can march you down Main Street, but dead is dead. It don't change that. Come on, somebody. Because when we can't take it with us, and it can't save us, from the certain times of death. Ain't nothing we got can save us from the certain time of death. Guess what? Not even the doctors. When it's time for you to go, guess what? God is not going to allow any medicine or any surgery to pull you out of the clutches of death when it's your time. Amen. So guess what? Saints, it's time to be rich in faith. And let God make up the rest. And the problem come is y'all looking for God to make y'all rich in things instead of rich in faith. You let God make you rich in faith and let him make up the difference. Come on, somebody. So watch how you think uh, God's supposed to open up the sky and just start dropping stuff down to you. Come on now. Don't happen like that. He said he'll bless the works of your hands. So that means you got to do something. Come on somebody. Am I in the book? Let's read James. Twelve. Let's see do I want to go there first. Now we need to get an understanding about before we go there, run to Job 14 verses 1 and 2. We ought to pretty much know how to quote it by now. Amen. Are we there? Job verses 14 verses 1 and 2 says, a man who is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Holy, you're going to have trouble in this life. And you're going to have to have, your, your faith going to have to be able to balance you in your troubles. Not your money balance you, but your faith is what's got to balance you. A man that is, is of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. It didn't say some. It said amen. So that means that's the generation. Then he says in the second verse. He cometh forth like a flower. And withered. He flee also like a shadow. And continue not. So God is telling you right then. In the book of Job. You didn't come here to stay. Huh? So since we didn't come here to stay. The best thing that we can do. Is get as close to God as we possibly can so when the time of departure come, we will be in right standing with him. 
We're not concerned about being in right standing with God. We're concerned about keeping this flesh alive as long as possible. But don't you know, don't you not know that even in your living in the flesh as long as possible, and the time comes, you still can go to hell? It don't matter how long you stayed here in the flesh. So therefore, it behooves us, whether it's long term, short term, for us to get as close to God as we can. So guess what? That when the time comes, we will be found in the bosom of God. Ah. Hush, leg. Let's go to James 1, verses 12 through 15. Hmm. Are we there? Let's read verse 12 through 15. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life which the Lord had promised to them that love. Hold it. Wait a minute. You got to endure in order to receive? You got to go through your trials? Did God be satisfied with your go through in order for you to receive a crown of life? Come on now. We go through life thinking that this thing is automatic, but it's not. There are trials and journeys that come along with it. A man who is patient under trials and stands up under temptation. Wow. Temptation, guess what? Mostly calls all of us to fall. But God said the man that stands up under temptation is blessed. And when he has stood the test, somebody says stand the test. When he has stood the test and been approved. Wow. We got to be approved in our test times. God got to approve our standing. He will receive the crown of life which God has promised to them who loved him. You don't get that crown unless you stand the test and is approved by God. Ain't no point looking for man's approval because he ain't got a heaven and hell. You got to be approved by God. 13 verse says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted. Don't blame your mess on God. Don't blame your weakness on God. Come on, somebody. God didn't come to tempt you with evil. Amen. But here what said your temptation came from, verse 14 says, But every man is tempted... When he is drawn away of his own lust, it was something you wanted. It was something you had a passion for. It was something that you were lusting for. It wasn't God. That thing was in you. Come on now. 
15th verse says, Then when lust had conceived, now guess what? It starts out with a little seed. When lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. Oh, it didn't start growing. Now it done went into action. And when it is finished growing, it brings forth death. So guess what? Your lust sets you up for death. It sets you up for failure. Come on, somebody. The word of God states you are blessed if you endure the temptation, which is pulling after you. Come on, somebody. <coughs> temptation is constantly trying to grab our minds and our psyche. Temptation is always trying to pull at your flesh. God allowed. Hear me now. He didn't tempt you. Just like, just like he didn't tempt Job, but he allowed it. God allowed some things to happen in your life to build you, not to break you. Come on, somebody. Amen. Somebody, uh, if you're walking down the street and they left a big old hole in the street and you fell in it, that was for your learning. Because guess what? You ain't gonna come at you, so you'll be off a dumb to come back and fall in the same old hole. Huh? You should have learned something. You should have learned something when you walked down the street and you fell in that hole the first time, and you know that you gotta walk down that street on a daily basis. You gotta find you a new route and not fall in the same old hole. So it came to build you, not to break you. It came to bring you knowledge. The word of God comes to bring you knowledge about yourself. The problem is we think the word of God come to bring us knowledge about somebody else. When it must speak to you. But when we are not walking... Catch this one now. This is dealing with this is dealing with uh 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 I think it's dealing with verse 13 when they're talking about God don't tip folks with evil. But check this out. But when we're not walking fully with God, and I did say fully with God, amen. Our trials go in reverse and blame God falsely for what we are going through. How many times you done blame God for your failures that God could have kept you from falling? God warned you in his word. You the one that override the word of God and fell in the hole. Come on, somebody. You the one that didn't pay attention to the Holy Ghost and was leading by your own spirit and fell in the hole. And then you want to blame God because you came out with a broke leg or a broke arm or come on somebody. You want to accuse God falsely 
God could have kept me from falling in that hole. Watch where you're going. You could have prevented your own self from falling in that hole. Your faith will never grow to a maturity stage unless it is tried and tested by the trials you go through. You can't mature if you don't go through nothing. You can't mature if you ain't never tested. How the world you got know you got faith and your faith ain't never tested? Uh-oh. You just constantly running around here hollering about I got faith. What did your what kind of work did your faith produce? Huh? Come on, somebody. We must of the we 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 most of the time say, why me, Lord? Uh, come on, somebody. I can say, Lord, why me that that ladder fell and I broke my leg and I had to have a hip replacement? Why me, Lord? And you know what the Lord can come back and tell me? Dummy, next time, put the ladder up right. God can have nothing to do with it. Huh? I didn't secure the ladder up right. So therefore, the me and the ladder came down off the top of the house. That wasn't God's fault. That was my fault. You walk down the street and fall in the ditch. That ain't God's fault. It's because you ain't looking where you're going. So stop accusing God falsely for your circumstances, the stuff that you go through. And most of the time, if truth be known, if you be truthful with yourself, the most of the stuff you go through, you're the one created it. Our circumstances may be hard, but we have God's approval if we go through. Mm. Wow. You mean to tell me that we got to learn how to go through even when it hurt to get God's approval because guess what? It may be your test for the next move of God. It may be your test for the next step of God in your life. God may want to know what you're going to do with the circumstances that you're already in. How are you going to face it? How are you going to go through? Is you going to go through it with joy? Is you going to go through it with faith in God? Is you going to go through it depending on the word of God? Or is you going to go through it complaining and murmuring? You choose which one of them you're going to use. God is on the side of those who trust him through life's most difficult moments. Wow. Wow. Let that sink in. Let me read that again. God is on the side of those who trust him through life's most difficult moments. When you're in your difficult moment, who in the world can you turn to outside of God that can help you out? I know you can't turn to your folks because they're going to tell you I'm going through something too. Huh? Come on now. Amen. You know what I found out? Ain't nobody going to pay your bills but you. 
Let your bills get behind and see who's going to pay them. You finna get some shut-off notices. Come on now. Because guess what? The first thing they're going to tell you, I got to pay mine too. Amen. So guess what? Now you got a difficult moment. Your back is up against the wall. You're supposed to be having your trust in God. Not the circumstances, but the God of the circumstances. You sang the song that God would make a way somehow. Ain't that what you said? God will make a way somehow? Well, look for the somehow. Huh? Look for the somehow from the God that you said will make a way. Amen. And when the God that will make a way give you instructions on what you should do, you need to get up off of your deuce and benders and do what God said do. Uh, Ro, I'm going to wait on the Holy Ghost to come do it. You're going to be waiting a long time. Your teeth going to fall out waiting on the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. God don't do nothing without you being involved. You got to put your hands to the plow. He said he would bless your hand. Whatever you do with your hand. He didn't say he would bless you with you sitting on your behind. Am I right about that? He said he would bless your hands. Stop looking for God to do everything. Get up and do something yourself. Because ain't nobody else going to do nothing for you. Come on now. And, uh, hey, unless you think it's feasible for you to go out there on the corner and hold up your sign. Uh, I'll work. And, they, and, and guess what? They still, they got to the point they'll say, I'll work for food. Uh, come on now. Open it. You said, no, I ain't got nothing for you to do, but here's the dollar. I need more than the dollar. Come on now. I need God to open up the windows of heaven for me. And pull me out of blessing that I don't have room enough to receive. But guess what? The window ain't going to open if I don't do nothing. Huh? The window ain't going to open if I ain't working by faith. And it ain't going to do nothing if I'm just sitting down waiting on God to, to, to knock a hole in my roof. Because it ain't happening. You, 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 got, you got the perception of God all wrong. Come on now. Well, when you're going through your trials, yeah, I know y'all can identify with this one. When you're going through your trials, your close friends and sometimes family members that will aid in you giving will aid in you giving up on your faith in God. Huh? They is good at giving you bad advice. They are good at helping you stop believing in God. They help you not to walk by faith. 
they help you to walk by sight. Huh? Girl, look what you're going through. I'd have did this and I'd have done that. Huh? Amen. Only when you go through the trial will you find God on the other side. To go through, you mean that you got to make it to God. You are going through to make it to God. And you can only make it to God unless you go over on the other side. Come on, somebody. You will find God waiting on you to bless you. Huh? To mature you. To strengthen you and develop you. Yes, sir. Huh? It's your trial. He wouldn't have sent you through the trial if he was going to have to do the trial himself. You see what I'm saying? Now, you supposed to you supposed to have you supposed to develop strength in God and faith. See, this is what faith is. When it's time for your faith to work, it's got to be your faith working. You see what I'm saying? So you got to rely on your faith as you're going through your trials to go to the other side. And when you go to the other side, then God's going to prove the test that you went through and bless you and mature you. So when you get ready to go through another trial, guess what? You might have went through the first trial like this here. But you made it. You get ready to go through the second trial, you might be going through the second trial like this here. Amen. 
instead of letting them learn by their mistakes. God's intention is for you to learn by what you go through. Amen. Some hard trials. Okay, now I said some hard trials. Come on, somebody. But guess what? Had to go through them. Huh? Had to suffer with them. Couldn't blame God. Had to look at my own self. Same way about you. You can't blame God for what you're going through. You got to look at your own self. Come on, somebody. If it's something that you like, if it's wisdom that you like of going through, the Bible tells you to ask God that upbraided not. Amen. And, 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 and for Lamont question, Lamont, there's no problem with asking God. God, give me help. God help for you to make it through is God's strength. You need God's strength to make it through. Come on, somebody. And then the blessing waiting on you after you make it through. Did that make sense? That cleared up Lamont. Yes, mother. Medication, mother, just medication. That was medication, mother. You were going through something under medication. Did you fail? At a point, if you failed that you failed, then the only thing that you needed to do was say, Lord, I repent and drop it. You know, you can't continue to fail in the same thing over and over again. You drop it. You go to God. You take it to God. You repent of it. Y'all hear me? But if you keep allowing your mind to keep babbling over the same thing over and over and over again, you keeping yourself from moving forward. You got to understand now, the enemy knows everything that you went through. And he knows everything to bring about to you to make you go through a back set. But you got to get to the part that you tell devil you the lie. I ain't going back. By faith I ask God to forgive me for this, that, and other. Come on somebody. And I believe God by his word because I was honest with God then I did not turn back and go back. So therefore I believe God. I believe the report of the Lord. Yeah. Stop making yourself go back and stew in the stuff that God brought you out of. Amen. That makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense, mother. So guess what, mother? God forgave you for that, so throw it in the trash can. Throw it in the trash and leave it in the trash. Amen. Y'all got to learn how to trash some stuff. Amen. It ain't that God don't forgive you. You don't forgive yourself. 
Where was we at? Nobody remember? Huh? Wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. Did we finish James? 12 and 15. Okay, all right. Now we on we 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 on the right track. Now, 15th verse. I need to go back to the 15th verse. It says in the 15th verse that when lust had conceived, it bring forth, you know what it said? It birthed sin. It brings sin to life. And when it brings sins to life, and when it is fully mature, see Lamont, God has got to take you through a place to where you got to fully mature in him. And you won't fully mature in him if he got to carry us every step of the way. He said he'll be with us. He just said he was going to carry us. Come on, somebody. When it is fully mature, it brings forth death. Wow. So now you got to understand that guess what? There's two types of things that's trying to work in your life. The maturity of sin or the maturity of God. And you got you to gotta allow which one of them that you're going to let mature in you. The sin or God. Make sense? So you got to make a decision as to which one is going to have the rule over you. Come on, somebody. There are temptations that come from within and draws you away from God. Back into sin by our own lust and enticing. And when the work of sin is finished, the results of it is death. That's both physical and also spiritual. Come on, somebody. Because guess what? You cannot constantly live, especially when you have become to the knowledge of God, you cannot constantly live in the act of sinning and then thank God will be pleasing to extend your days. Ain't going to do it. At some point, you're going to come to a point that you're going to end. You have already, first you're going to end spiritually. And once you end spiritually, and when God get through, get tired of putting up with you not coming back, guess what? You're going to shorten your days. Amen. James before we move to James, go to Hebrew. Since I got it down there. Hebrew 35. Hebrew 10 and 35. It's a uh, 35 through 37. Hebrew 10, 35 through 37. And, 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 and whether you realize it or not, 
we have a problem here. The 35th verse said, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which have great recompense. Your confidence in what? Your confidence in who? You got to keep up with your confidence in God. Don't cast it away. Don't let fear take over. Which has great recompense of reward. God will reward you. But you got to be found faithful. You got to be found in faith. You got to be found with your confidence wrapped up, tied up in God. If you put your confidence in what you're going through, guess what? You'll lose your mind. Come on now. you lose your mind and be looking cock-eyed at everybody that's looking at you. What you looking at me for? <laughs> Come on now. Folks ain't saying nothing. They smiling by something else. And you think they smile laughing at you. Amen. Because you done took your mind off of God and you done lost your confidence in God. So guess what? You think the whole world is against you. And when you ain't got sense enough to say to yourself that God said that he's more for me than the whole world is against me. And if you think that passage scripture don't work, I've been there, I've done that, and God proved it. Come on now. Thirty-six verse says, and this is your biggest problem. For you need a patient. You need a. You need to know how to wait on God. And you can't wait on God if you ain't listening for God. Come on, somebody. If you're not listening for God to talk to you, you ain't waiting on God. You waiting on a pie in the sky. Come on now. You don't know which way God is coming unless you listen. That after you have done the will of God. Uh-oh. Now that brings about a big problem. Saints of God doing the will of God. Because guess what? If you ain't doing the will of God, you sure ain't going to have no patience waiting on him. Huh? Because guess what? That means your faith ain't going to kick in. Your faith going to show up dead. Your faith going to be powerless. Come on now. Your spirit is not going to have any tenacity to go through anything waiting on God. If you're not willing to do the will of God. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Now you're going to do your own will. <coughs> and wait on God to do the rest. See, we done got this thing twisted to how God works. In the lives of his people. God works in the lives of his people by their obedience to his spirit. Huh? 
and by waiting on God, come on now, to say something or make a move in your life. You got to wait on God. God might say something this year, but it might not happen to next year. God said it. It didn't happen. And then, if it don't happen when you think it ought to happen, your faith just flew out the door. Your walk with God got less. Then you found yourself don't want to go to church. Come on, somebody. You find yourself can't muster up or pray because God didn't answer for you when you thought he should have answered. Amen. So you got to learn how to, that this walking by faith is not just a, a phrase that you use. You got to learn how to walk by faith. It's a learning experience. Come on, somebody. When we do that, we basically start all over again. Go when back we, to... We go right back. back to square one. And that's where people, uh, we don't seem to get it. When we disobey God, we go right back to ground zero. Yep. And he kept, the scripture comes alive, you got to do your first works over and nobody want to repent for the disobedience. And that's why they, we can't move forward because we're stuck and we keep going back. We're like in that loop that's keep going back and back, back and, and back. back. And not able to get out because we didn't do what we needed to be. We didn't confess, we didn't repent, and we didn't stop it. Right. And, and, and in order to, uh, to move forward, you got to repent, you got to acknowledge, and you got to stop. That's why we keep going around in circles. Amen. And when I looked in the app on that 36 verse, it said, For you have need of steadfast patience, steadfast patience, and endurance, so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God. So guess what? You got to do something. Stop looking for God to do everything. You got to put up the fight. You the one that's got to fight a good fight of faith. Come on now. You got to be the one when they said, let's go to this, and you know that you ought to be in the house of God. You say, uh-uh, I'll catch you later. Deuce. Gotta go. Amen. When you don't show God something, God ain't got to show you nothing. Did y'all hear that? If you don't know, if you can't show God no faith in your work, God ain't got to be faithful to you. This thing works both ways. Come on now. God ain't finna bless you in spite of. He gonna bless you because of. Did y'all hear that? So run on and see what the end gonna be. But you better run well. Come on, somebody. 37 verse says, For yet a little while, 
and he will come. And the 38 verse said, now the just shall live. If you ain't just, you ain't going to live by faith. If you're not just, you're going to live by your flesh. You're going to live by your sight. And guess what? And you're going to live by what everybody else tells you instead of listening to God. Girl, I wouldn't take that. Huh? Come on, somebody. Yeah, you know, back, back in the day, oh, y'all go to church too much. <laughs> Where else you going? Where else you got to go? <laughs> Come on now. Y'all just church, church, church. Where else you got to go outside of sitting in front of your TV? Popping popcorn or Cheetos or something. Come on now. When you could be eating to, to satisfy your soul instead of satisfying your flesh. The problem is that we are more in tune to satisfy our flesh and forget about our soul. Now the just shall live by faith. But look what he said. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Uh-oh. God ain't having no pleasure in us if we ain't doing his will. God ain't having no pleasure in us if we ain't living by faith. And it didn't say have faith. It said live by faith. In spite of what everybody else want to do, what are you going to do? In spite of don't nobody else want to go, what you going to do? Because you know what? Your faith is for you. It ain't for nobody else. It's your faith. What is your faith going to do? If you're going to crawl up and do everything that everybody else do, or you going to continue to walk with God? Amen. Because guess what? Whether you know it or not, they can make it very enticing for you, come on now, to walk out on God. That's why the scripture said that you are drawn away by your own lust and enticed. Come on now. Better watch how they shake them little creatures in front of your face trying to draw you away from God. Huh? Amen. So you got to have, keep up your confidence. You got to live by your faith. By the righteous servant shall live by his convictions in God. You got to live by what you believe in God. Amen. Amen. If you can't live by what you believe, how are you going to convince somebody else to? Come on now. If you didn't know it by now, your faith supposed to carry some power. Why? Because your faith is resting in the power of God. If your faith is not resting in the power of God, guess what? Your faith is weak. 
there. I don't care if it's that small. But let it be powerfully small. Come on now. Until it grow. Whatever you believe in God, let it grow. Don't let it get stagnated. Don't let it stand still. You got to move. Come on now. Move by your faith. Go to James 1 and 16. Let me see. Let me see. Uh-huh. I ain't got down to where I want to go tonight, but I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. James 1 and 16 through 18. Let's read it. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and come down from the Father of light, with whom is no barrenness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begat he us, and with the word of truth, that we should be the kind of first fruit of his creation. Of his own will, God chose you. Come on now. It's because he made the choice to pull you out. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't pull yourself out. You weren't looking to pull yourself out. Come on now. You didn't even have an idea how to pull yourself out. You needed some help. And the only help that you could have got to get you where you are today is because of the true mercy of God. So don't you deceive yourself. And don't you let nobody else cause you to walk in error. Amen. Don't be deceived because wrong thoughts leads to wrong conduct. Uh-oh. Did you think wrong? Guess what you're going to do? You're going to act on it. If God tempted men, he would be nullifying his own work. So God don't tempt man. God's work is perfect. God's work is holy. So therefore, God don't tempt man with evil. Know that every perfect and good gift come from God. You don't get nothing unless God give it to you. This uh it and claim it or bab it and grab it and reach and get it and all this other stuff, if God don't give it to you, you ain't got it. Who does not change because God is stable? Wow. God is so stable, Lamont. If he tells you that he's going to do something on a certain day, man, you ought to be counting them days and stretching them off your counter, saying, that, oh, Lord, I'm two days away from what God said he's going to do. I'm one day away from what God said he's going to do. And then when that day comes, you ought to get up that morning with a shout because God is going to do something today because he done already told me. Because God is stable in what he said he's going to do. You, the one has got to be stable. If you ran in your walk with God and cannot walk by your faith in God, that day line will get postponed. Come on, somebody. 
Wouldn't he be walking around and talking about, well, God didn't do what he said he'll do. Check out you. Well, did you stay in the will of God? Did you stay pleasing in God's sight? Or did you back up? God is stable and there's not the slightest change in his character. Come on, somebody. There is no shadow of turning in him. The sun goes up and the moon follows the sun. And then the stars has got to come. They have a set time of making their change. God stay, but he stay the same all the time. If one thing you, you, you don't get nothing else, you can depend on God to be stable. You can depend on God to do exactly what God said he would do. But you got to make sure that's God talking to you. Sometimes y'all get caught up in these other spirits and get false promises. Because you don't know how to hear the voice of God. Amen. God is consistent in character. He's always holy. He don't take a day off from being holy. <laughs> in the morning, God is holy. Noontime, God is holy. In the evening, God is holy. So God is always righteous. God is always loving, and most of all, he's always wise. Now you see why we need to search for the wisdom of God. The only wise God. Come on, somebody. He would never tempt man of evil. Come on now. He chose to give us new life. Why would God choose to give us new life and then tempt us with evil? That don't, that don't, that don't, come on somebody. That don't make no sense. For God to come and give you new life and then turn around and tempt you in. You were drawn away from with your own lust. Amen. Therefore, you can't put your faith in the word of God and those things that he has spoken to you. Our faith should have a living uh, redemption through the word of God. I live by being redeemed by the hand of God. And I rest my faith in my redemption. Come on somebody. But guess what? So therefore you got to watch how you act out of character. Come on somebody. When you start acting out of character, you don't stepped out of the will of God. And it's just like the pastor said, well, let me go back to a square zero. Start all back over. Come on now. Because guess what? That stage that you're in, you got to perfect that before you go further. Ain't no skipping over. Sometimes we think we can skip over what we didn't correct and move forward in God. It don't work like that. Ground zero. Back to where you started from. Get it straight. Amen. They call it confession and repentance. Well, hmm. go to 
I need I need to get I need to get down this. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the I'm gonna skip the side verses on that. We're gonna we're gonna jump right down to faith that work through proper response to God's word. We're gonna we're gonna I know I'm skipping John three and Second Timothy two. Maybe later time I might go back and get it, but right now during the time I I need to get down here in uh, John nineteen James. Uh, 19 through 21. It's some good stuff in now that I want to get to. Are we there? Let's read verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man, huh? Slow to speak. Wait a minute. So there's three very important words in that past of scripture. Amen. And that is hearing, speaking, and rap. Come on, somebody. So now, even in your trials, you need to be able to hear. <laughs> you still got to be able to hear God when he speaks. Or guess what? You won't make it through your trials. Amen. You got to be a listener. You got to be attentive. What you got to be attentive to? The word of God. And see, and a lot of times we try to exclude the word of God when we're going through because then we find words that will fit our flesh as to what we what is happening with us. We don't look for the word of God. We look for word to soothe what we're going through. Like poor is me. Huh? Why am I going through this? Why not? Come on now. Go ahead. How can you do? If you stay in the will of God and be led by the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will override anything that comes in your mind that is not of God. That's why it's important to read your Bible. God is not going to tell you anything out of his character. And out of his word. And he's not going to tell you anything out of his word. A lot of times we, we, when we say we didn't heard a voice, we didn't heard something that wanted to, to make our flesh big or our lust or something we want or uh, if nothing else, pride. God is not going to speak to you in those areas. And that's how, number one, uh, and so that's why you got to know, and, and then, if, for, for instance, now, if, if you obeyed in God, you really have to be sensitive and, and, and cautious.